Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. I want to spend some time talking to uh, Chloe and Tyler. That's my son's name. Yeah. Ty. Would you guys, not Caden, not Caden. So here's, here's one of the things I've learned. Um, you're really going to move that right when I'm starting to sit down? I thought it was just me that wasn't thinking, but apparently it's a family thing. So, so in my brain, I still think I'm about 24. Uh, and then I get up, I swing my legs out of bed, they hit the floor, I try and stand up, and my body says, no, you're not. Uh, when I was 24 years old, I was a youth pastor, and I spent all my time with students and, and young adults, and I was pretty confident in how to relate to them and how to encourage them in their faith. Now, at none of your business years old, um, I've learned to lean into people who are a little closer in age and closer in experience than I am. And so I thought it would be helpful to talk with Tyler and Chloe and Caden. Thank you. <laughs> should I get off the stage? <laughs> I think I should get off the stage. Um, I just wanted them to talk to us a little bit about how we can be a family that really does a great job of loving and supporting the following generations. So Tyler and Chloe are both uh, pastoral residents here. So they're both Bible college graduates, and now they've started, started the process to be licensed with Foursquare as pastors. That's kicking off now. And so we're just going to let them speak wisdom into us. And Caden is here to add his opinion, and in case I continue to have a disengaged brain. Um, this is his favor to you and to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, can we talk for just a couple minutes? Sure. Sure. Thanks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a question. And Chloe, I'll ask you first. Okay. And and then Tyler, I'd love for you to answer the same question. So you guys are both involved in ministry and have been for a while. What and you guys both grew up in the church, right? So what was the role of the church? And when I think of the church, I think of all of us, right? So what, what was the role of the church in preparing you guys for ministry? Yeah. They um <laughs> Um, they just provided a lot of opportunities for me to serve and a place for me to grow with people my own age also. So such as like youth group and small groups for youth group aged kids and then just plugging me into the church serving areas. Yeah. So they gave you a space to be and a space to do. So you yes. felt welcome yeah. and you felt important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How old were you when you first started serving in the church? Uh, I think I was 11. Okay, Awesome. Uh, Tyler, what about you? Kind of what was the role in the church preparing you for ministry? Similarly to Chloe, I mean, they gave me room to, to try things, to grow and to fail, and to learn from my failures and turn those into stepping stones uh, to grow, working with people my age, people older than me, and people younger than me. What, is, what does that look like, giving, giving a young person space to fail? You give them opportunity to try, and then you coach them if they don't meet that expectation the first time. So come alongside. And so if, if you were someone who was being coached in failure, not that you have ever failed at anything, and failure is a bit of a strong word, right? Because anytime somebody gives Jesus their yes and tries, that's a win. That's not a failure, right? Right. So maybe they didn't do it 100% right the first time. What is a healthy way for us as a church family to come alongside someone and go, hmm? Yeah, I would say just acknowledge the areas that they are doing well in and that they're exceeding in. Um, start with encouragement and then 
shift the conversation to a little bit more of here's some things that I've noticed on areas I think you can improve on and grow. Can we talk about it and walk it out together? So you guys both grew up in the church, so so kind of the trajectory to ministry started in elementary school. Caden, you came to the Lord later in life. Mm-hmm. You were no longer in elementary school. Nope. What, what was the role of the church for someone like you who came in as a young adult, older in life, but how did the church help you discover kind of your pathway to ministry? Mine was not going to say unique, but it was different. Um, real quick before I answer that, there is a name for what Tyler's saying with the encouragement and then coaching, and then it's the happy crappy sandwich. I just, I thought about it first service. The I, happy, needed crappy to, sandwich. I needed to say it this service. Um, you feed them the happy crap? Yeah. For me, though, um, I know, how do we move forward from that now? <laughs> no matter what you do today, you're doing better than I am, so just put that in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I, so I came into the church super broken, super hurt, um, convinced that the church was going to judge me and not accept me because of the lifestyle that I was walking out of. But in my own insecurities walking into the church, a group of, of young adults and young men kind of surrounded me and loved me and accepted me despite what they knew I had walked through. And that was a game changer for me. I mean, coming into the church, unfortunately, you feel like you're going to get judged a lot of the time, but these people embraced me and loved me and and even piggybacking off of Tyler, they let me fail. I wasn't a church kid. I didn't know, like, I said bad things quite often. You didn't often, know you shouldn't I, say happy crappy in church? Happy crap. yeah. <laughs> Youth group mindset, I'm sorry. <laughs> Next um, gen service, that's fair. Yeah, but they told me always fail forward. That's good. Fail forward. That's good. So, so for you guys, the church was really important in creating space to try. And for you, the church was really important just being creating space to be, to accepting you as you came. That's, uh, who made the biggest impact besides your mom and dad? Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> just in case that's not your answer. Um, <laughs> who made the biggest impact on your you spiritual you development? You can't do that to me because now I look bad. No, I'm giving you permission to not say mom because you would say mom before you said me and I don't need to deal with that shame. So aside from your immediate family, um, who made the biggest impact on your spiritual development? I think the person that made, or people, uh, would be Pastor Caden and Courtney. Caden was my youth pastor uh, in Washington and they got to just walk with me through my high school years and uh, celebrate the highs and the wins and they were there when I needed someone in the lows and they just walked through life with me. So not everything that they were doing was, Tyler, here's how you preach, here's how you read the Bible, here's how you pray. No. They actually just legitimately shared life with you, mm-hmm. and that was probably the most impacting thing, yeah. what you needed as a young person at that time. That's good. Chloe, what about you? Who, who made the, the biggest impact on you spiritually? Yeah, well, my mom and dad also. Can I say my mom and dad? Yeah. Well, it's not it. also. He didn't say his mom and dad. Yeah, so my mom and dad were a big part of it, and my brothers, Um, but I had some really amazing high school and junior high youth staff that just came alongside me and just let me be and encouraged me to um, just dive more into the Bible, and yeah, and then later in life, I had some mentors that partnered with me and came alongside me um, and just showed me how to make my faith my own and then keep going with that. So for moms and dads here, it's probably really important to hear you say that because sometimes we can think, I send my kids to school to learn, I send them to church and the youth team will disciple them, but your parents were your primary disciplers. Yeah, definitely. They were the ones that encouraged me to go to youth group. Like even if I had tons of homework or if I had sports, they still wanted to put youth group as a priority and they still put church as a priority on Sundays and they 
like led by example in the family and said, okay, we're putting our faith first and we want you to also do that as you go forward with your life. That's really good. That's really good. Aiden, what about you? Biggest spiritual impact? Um, for me, it's between my best friend um, who probably, I would have expected him never to invite me to church, but he ended up inviting me to church and coming alongside me in my, in my faith journey. And I'd say my, my two biggest mentors in my life have been a pastor named Bryce Herrick, um, who's a couple of you guys know, um, friend, mentor, just champion, always, always pushed me towards where he thought the Lord was guiding me to. And I really appreciate that. And then obviously you guys came on the scene in, in Everett, Washington, and you guys have been that rock for Courtney and I since then. Thank you. You're welcome. See how he did that? I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I did that on purpose, Tyler. So, I'm just kidding. So, Bryce Herrick. Um, so you had one, one person who was a peer, and they had a, a, a huge spiritual uh, impact on your spiritual development, and the other was a pastor. So God uses those of us who are just walking alongside people in relationship to have significant impacts, and we can't realize, it's like we can't forecast what that impact is going to be. So if your friend hadn't come alongside of you and just invited you to church to serve with him, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't believe they asked me to serve at a youth event, but they did, and I served, and it was fun. Yeah. That was yeah I can't believe they invited you, too, because yeah. I know what you were like. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's just that simple, hey, come do life with me. Hey, come to church with me. Hey, come hand out water with me is the doorway. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So I said earlier, I'm, I'm no longer 24. I'm no longer a young person. Neither are you. Or you, I mean, you made the comment in the first service that those generations shift like super quickly now with the technology that they have access to in media. But as you are investing in younger generations, what would it be helpful for those of us who are older to know about how young people either hear Jesus or how they're following Jesus? Tyler? I would say one of the biggest things that I have learned is that um, they hear Jesus the same way that the rest of you do. Um, he doesn't talk to people in their 50s a completely different way than he talks to people in their 20s or teens. The same God that works in and through us um, is working in and through them as well, even though they're young. Yeah. I, I got really kind of overwhelmed when I came up here after worship because I'm trying to talk to you, and there's this little girl here. I don't know how old she is. She can't be, what, six? And... She has no idea I'm up here because her eyes are closed, her hands are raised, and she is just lost in the presence of Jesus. And I'm like, that's exactly what you're saying, that the same God that we serve, they serve, and the same way we love him, they love him. And so thank you for that perspective. What, what would you add to that, Chloe? Yeah, um, kids are like little sponges, I always like to think, because we have to watch what we say around them, like either the bad or the good, and then they're just going to repeat it. And so the same thing works with the gospel and the Bible, and we always try and, like, we're, like, watching ourselves, but sometimes we have to, like, watch ourselves in the, oh, let's talk about the Bible more, let's um, ask them questions about it. Like, they have answers, they have questions that they're learning, and just talking to them about their faith and you can talk to them about your faith also and say, like, oh, yeah, I've thought about this recently. What do you think about this in the Bible? And you can just talk to them, and they'll, they're actually really reciprocal to everything. If you get down on their level, kids have a lot to say, don't they? Yeah, so much to I mean, say. Your, your small groups, those of you who lead small groups for elementary school probably get your eyebrows raised yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, there's always really funny things and always really just 
amazing things about the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Aiden, how would you answer that? How, how are you finding, what do we need to know about how young people hear and, and follow Jesus? It's different for everybody. Um, there's no specific mold to how they receive it or encounter it. I mean, you go to summer camp and they're hearing Jesus in radical ways and the same things can happen here, but it's just different. There's no, I mean, the gospel is set. The gospel is what it is and it's, it's the power that saves us, but there's different ways for them to hear it and receive it. And I think you have to, you have to learn how to get to know students and how they are and what they're interested in to then kind of relate to them and how they, they talk about Jesus and their faith and, and their life. So you probably won't discover the beauty of how God is talking to a young person until you spend some time walking alongside a young person. Yeah, you got to get to know them. Yeah. Um, right, at youth group, we're there, to, we're there to serve students. We're there to be with students. And, and if you're not getting to know your students, then I'd say you're, you're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah. Good, thank you. How, how can the church be a support to you three? Um, you're, you're closest, so I'm going to ask you first. Uh, how can the church support you and, and the students that you're ministering to? How can, how can we kind of champion you and champion them? I would say uh, just keep us and the students in your prayers. Um, they start school tomorrow, and sometimes school is rough, and they go through it. And um, the only light that sometimes they can see is Jesus at the end of it. So prayer for them that they can work through it, grow through it, and then prayer for us as leaders on how to, to walk alongside them, disciple them, and be there for them. Good. Thank you. What would you say? Um, I'd say, like, um, come volunteer and kids. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, all seriousness, come volunteer kids. <laughs> She's not joking. Yeah, for reals. Um, we are a growing church with growing families, and we would love to be able to spend more quality time with each student, and the more we can break up students into smaller and smaller groups the more we will have the opportunity to have deeper faith conversations and spend more time in each section. And that's like our hope and dream for the church that we keep growing, but we also can have the ratio of like leader to student would be a small ratio so that we can have those conversations. So pray, show up. Pastor Caden, what would you say? I was going to say consistency. Um, Students realize when you're there and when you're not there. Yeah. Um, and consistency and just showing up to, to be with them and spend time with them, that speaks so much volume to, to us and to them and to who Jesus is because yeah. Jesus is pretty consistent. I feel like we should be pretty consistent too. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That is, that is the truth. Okay, so one other question. Um, so we talked about how we can support you and encourage you. Um, how can we encourage students to grow in their faith and to step into ministry? I would say just acknowledge the areas of growth that you see in them. Um, tell them when they're doing a good job. Uh, we do a really good job as a church family of being welcoming to new people and to people that um, call this place home. And our students call this church home. So for them to be encountered by you on a Sunday like you would any other adult speaks wonders so when we're we're all together we're hanging out make sure that they're a part of the hanging out greet students not just adults yeah, yeah. and just uh i mean here's pro tip um if you're if you're talking to a, a five-year-old a six-year-old a seven-year-old get down on their level like this hello kid can be just a tad scary 
Um, and getting down isn't a problem. Gravity works with you. Getting back up for some of us is a challenge. But, you know, as, as much as you are able to get down, especially with our younger ones, and meet them where they are, I think would be huge. Chloe, what would you say? Yeah, um, I just say I have a willing heart to be able to just go up to someone and talk to them and ask them, like, what's going on in their faith walk and share your faith walk with them also and so that they know, like, oh, they're so much older and wiser and they don't make mistakes. Like, you can show them that you do make mistakes and you don't have all the answers and that um, that it's okay for them to make mistakes and that our God will still love us in those mistakes. That's huge. That's huge. Sometimes we do a really good job of talking about our victories. and Don't talk about our challenges. But if students, if young people can see us face a challenge, stumble in a challenge, and then move through the challenge, I think that gives them hope so they don't think, if I mess up once, I'm done. Aiden, what would you say? Can you repeat the question? I can repeat the question. <laughs> How can we encourage students to grow in their faith and in ministry? Trust them. Oh, um, say more. What's that? Say more. Trust them. Um, trust them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say the same thing uh, over and over. Yeah, no. Um, students are capable of a lot more than you probably give them credit for. And my, my philosophy for ministry has always been empowering the next generation to step into who God's called them to be and the gifting that, that God has given them. And how can we live that out unless we give them a platform and we give them an opportunity yeah. to, one, be obedient to Jesus and how he's gifted them, but also just to step into the calling that he's yeah. placed on each and every single one of their lives. So you've got to trust them, right? Yeah. You've got to give them an opportunity and trust them. I think, I think Rebecca today was a great example of that. Yeah. She has not led worship before. I think a couple times in youth and then, hey, step up to, once in youth, once in the big house, right? So create space and then you see how God meets someone and then works through them. So, yeah, very, very cool. Closing thoughts? Anything else we need to know? Chloe? Here's an on the spot for Pastor Caden. Your wife, Pastor Courtney, is not up here because she's making sure the children are well ministered to. Anything you think she would want to say? Serve. Serve, yeah. <laughs> serve, 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 serve. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that we're seeing as our church grows is a significant difference between our 9 and our 11.45 service. Because our, our 1145s, 1045s, 1045s. Some of y'all show up at 1145, I'm not going to lie. Um, but the difference between our 9 and our 1045 is we have enough of a volunteer team to have really quality, good ministry to kids at our 1045 service. We're still building that team for 9 a.m. So if you come every week and you're like, oh, wow, everything's really handled at this service. It's amazing. That's true. They do a great job. But we're trying to offer that for the families at 9 o'clock as well. So there's a mom. Pretty sure I just heard a mom. There's an amen. So, yeah, that would be, that would be helpful. Um, we're almost done. I'm going to invite you to do one more thing. I want you to stand to your feet. I would like you to extend your hands toward Tyler and Courtney as they start this. Courtney. Chloe. She's over there. Uh, Tyler and Chloe, uh, as they start this licensing journey, as they, they join their cohort. And I'm, I'm going to ask Pastor Caden to, to lead us in prayer for the two of them especially since I can't remember her name. <laughs> okay. Just pray over them as they start this part of their journey. Well, Lord, we, uh, we just thank you for, for Tyler and Chloe that they've, they've accepted the invitation that you've given them to step into pastoral ministry and step into the calling that you've placed before them. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them 
power and strength and courage to, one, obediently follow you wherever you call them, but also just a spirit of love and grace and mercy for the people that they're serving and, and in the ways that they're serving. So Lord, be with them, encourage them, and Lord, give them opportunity to step out and be who you've created them to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.